King and Gates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map Ball is life and that's a fact And a ball is life, about that exact King and Gates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map There's a time to score and a time to assist Ain't no YN team, let the winning commence From generation to generation, game don't stop The new and old school got the game on lock it's all legendary, it's all necessary We all been all-stars before February And after that, King and Gates, after racks But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats Two basketball lovers through happenstance Built a bond that led to greatness that it They bridging the gap Listen, they bridging the gap They bridging the gap Yes, sir A round of applause there and mm-hmm. a little different. BTG Nation right back in it doing our special, special break time. Loading them up for you out here. OG, OG over here with the lollipop, like an old school Southern pimp over here. <laughs> <laughs> you got me thinking of uh, Mike Epps and how high with the baby blue. I'm Pow- thinking more, powder. I'm, I'm thinking more of my man from... Um, uh, what's the joint? Oh my God, was it Cuddy? Mm. From um, oh my, something the Benjamins. Um, oh, all about the Benjamins? No, nah, not that, not that. This mm. was this was a little more dramatic. Um, Chris Tucker was in it. Oh, 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 money, with, money with Lorenz Tate. Remember that? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Dead president. Dead president. Dead yeah, president. and yeah. you know he was the pimp. Yeah, yeah dead was, president. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about 90s movies. <laughs> and I hate to be that nostalgic guy. But even even the early 2000s, we still had we still had a good a good run of those of those fun filled movies until I don't know when it started getting crazy. And things just stopped. I can tell you when. Uh-oh. There should there should have never been a remake of How High. <laughs> that was recent though, dog. That was Listen, recent. It was there a- should have never been a remake of How High. But how did it get to that point? Is the, is the issue, dog? Like, what is going on? BTG Nation, here we are back in live from Dubai, episode seven of season four. You guys know what it is. We're here. Who Mountain Dubai? Who Mountain DXB? Who Mountain AE? If you're listening to us on the audio platforms, thank you. Make sure you leave a good review and give us some ratings. Give us all pleasant ones, please. YouTubers, keep subscribing, keep keep sharing. We're doing our thing. You guys are helping us with a lot. And I didn't mention this last week on your last episode, but everybody from Soul DXB, the people from the community that have been listening and took the time to stop us and stop me and, and give us just some extra encouragement. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every time, every year around this time, when I go outside a little bit more, we see people from the community and they let us know that they're watching. I think that's so dope. Mm-hmm. I think that's so dope. Um, and we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep doing some things. Anything you want to say to them? Because they don't see you out. They probably think you don't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I want to go to those things because there's some great yeah. music um, yeah. performances, but there's always something that happens. Either I got something crazy always. at work yeah. or something happens that just, you know, that I can't control and I can't make it. So I'm, I'm pissed about that. But, yeah. you know, for all those people, though, you know, they show you love on the, out, on the outside. But, uh, hey, man, if you watch or listen, just comment. 
Yeah. Then we know for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, whether you disagree or agree, comment either way. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, let's collaborate. And so, OG, you know, we about to get into the mix, you know, start the energy off real nice. And I got to say, some people call me and let me know that I've been a little too biased. Biased about what? It's really, really, really hardcore energy. Real masculine. You know what I'm saying? We're not really understanding that we do have some women that listen to the pod too. Now, not to say that some of the women don't like the hip hop that we play, because we do know that they do as well. But you know how they say, when are you going to slow it down for us? You know? And so, and Gerald, I know you're listening, Gerald. You know? <laughs> we got some vibes for you right here. I know how you like to get into your bag. And it's getting cozy. It's cozy season right now. You know, everybody in the desert, you kind of get a small glimpse of it, depending on where you live out here. But back at the crib, it's s'mores, it's hot chocolate, it's fireplaces. <laughs> you I don't know, know about the s'mores and, oh, and the hot chocolate. It's a, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of, you know, I was in the mountain mountains. So <laughs> we, we do it all types of stuff. It's right? more like a good brandy. and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they got that too, you know. And so... For this here, we got something a little different for you from Lee Bueller setting the tone now for our young bucks. Depending on what age you are, this could be a lesson for you to get you a little bit of um, a little bit of game, make you a little bit smoother in your approach. You know, we can't be letting uh, Soldier Boy and, and and little Yachty and and little Baby and them dictate how you guys are mm-hmm. approaching and, and taking care of your ladies. So. Um, for those of you that shouldn't be listening, this is your time to tune out fast forward. <laughs> but for everybody else, let's get into it with the smooth tunes. You are now tuned in to the world's famous Lee Bueller. You're going to like this one right here, baby. <laughs> uh. it, 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 listen, they, they, they bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They, they... Man, shit, they got serious. I know you sung this. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. It's the acapella right here, too, though, kid. You see, they don't even know what they're getting right now. But I was caught up in physical attraction. Talk to me. But to my satisfaction. Baby, you're more than just a face. And if I Hey, hey Snipes might hear this one in your apartment and start crying. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Pretty. That live instrument right here. Come on. The holiday season. It's cold out. Everybody needs somebody to go home to. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking about a warm day at the park rolling through. And everybody's out. And this is back right here. You had a cooler in the front seat. Back seat. You gotta be, can't have the front seat. <laughs> can't be that easy. 
Listen, they 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 bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They they. Come on. What'd you say? Come on. We do it all. We do it all. You are now tuned in to the world's famous Lee Bueller. Hey, 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 listen, they 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 bridging the gap. Yeah. They bridging the gap. They, they We're doing this with all the ladies. Hey, you got H Town boys. Kicking it with my boy Luke for the nine three. You know what I'm saying? Cause we will be knocking the boots. <laughs> Gi Shazam Dino. They gonna do yeah, something. You heard that right? That shit it up, dude. Hey, yo, check the verse. I let night off the back when we made good love. Listening to some more all the game all night long. Now I want that whole thing back. I make these moments once again perfect. Gerald definitely gonna hear this and get in the gym. <laughs> you might have a triple double. Yeah. Oh. Making love to retire to the break of dawn. But oh, come on. Oh, come on. I'm gonna lie down and let me get on it. Yeah. I'm singing along to everything. This artist is singing in the shower. Where we going, King? Listen closely to what I have to say. Because this is the way to my Come on, man. It, this is definitely summertime in college right here. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining Janet, jo- Janet Jackson with the box braids. <laughs> Almost want to get up and dance. <laughs> Dubai, please enjoy. Please enjoy. Please enjoy Dubai. Music was just so crisp back then. You feel it, right? Listen, they. they they bridging the gap. The hearts beat the same. They bridging the gap. They, they. Take the road to mm. 
It, it, I don't know. This might be old though. Yeah. You are now tuned in to the world's it, it, famous listen, Lee they, Bueller. They, they bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They, they. Let's finish it strong. Ooh, Lord, Man. Freak Nick. Man. Just for tonight. Maybe we can do something like what? Make love. Watch the sunrise. Oh, listen to Jojo, KC, sing us a verse. Slot class, baby. <laughs> Let the monster tell you. <laughs> oh, you feel so sexy, so good. Y'all with some begging ass dudes back there, boy. <laughs> hey, hey. And no got sweat on here, dude. That's the begging one. But they made you work harder for it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just walk up to somebody and just start. Like, you had to earn it. You know what I'm saying? And it started with the walk, too. <laughs> yeah. Y'all had y'all used to practice y'all walk in the mirror too. Don't act like you didn't. There's a couple of them used to practice they walk. <laughs> oh. Hey Jamo, I know you listening. Go ahead and add this to the playlist. Listen, they 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 bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They they. Man, <laughs> she didn't got serious. Come on, man, King. How you feeling, man? man. Did I did I did I did the lady some justice? That took me back. You think they got a little love on that one? Oh, for sure. For I think sure. I think we did all right with for that sure. one. I think so. Oh, they get man. So. That they got us on our knees, begging, crying. <laughs> like, they got us all showing our emotions in the and, rain. Yeah, they got you know us. But but think about that though. Right? It's it's always funny. People talk about music and you know art. Period. Art art always reflects the times, and sometimes yeah. it inspires the next times. And you know. Some the old heads used to write poems and stuff back in the day. They yeah. used to get in there and do their thing with yeah. stuff like Tupac. Yeah, it was a different vibe when you was Jones and macking on your lady. Mm -hmm. Like it's a little bit different, man. It's funny. It'll get back there though. But it, it's a lot of simping going on right now because now the women so hard 
from what I've heard and seen on social media, they got these hard hearts. They out here ain't been forgiven at all. Mm. <laughs> it's just what they say, <laughs> but it always depends. But OG, before before we get into the pod, you know, this, this time I got something to set us off right. I got something real good for us over here. Quick and easy. Oh, oh. I blame no one. I blame no one. I look at the mirror. On the other side of it, what an opportunity we have, because tomorrow's the first day of the rest of our lives. So what an opportunity we have to practice. Mm. I blame. That's it. I didn't say too much. What an opportunity you have, because tomorrow you get an opportunity to practice. Practice whatever it is you got in your mind. Practice what you preach. Practice what it is that you're desiring, but you have an opportunity tomorrow and be thankful for that because you can't blame anyone he says that's from the goat that's from the big dog Denzel you can't blame anyone you gotta take a look in the mirror it's a good way to start the episode off sure. I think, I think. Sure. and so OG man you got anything that's been pressing that you've been wanting to talk about anything that you've been noticing outside anything that's been like you know a little alarming you know so maybe some maybe some lack of information or some attire that's been a little disappointing or anything like that. Something recently that I can Any, Yeah, on? something that you, you might have been thinking you mean, about. Something that, well, some, of course, I've, I've been always on how the young guys approach mm-hmm. oppor- opportunities, especially business opportunities and how, you know, you got to dress the part, look the part, you know, feel the part, act the part. And, you know, coming into that, you know, I'm a little late coming into, you know, to the studio and I get a chance to, I glance over. I, I missed it the first time, but the second time I walk by, I see a sport coat over there. Okay. Okay. Snipes. Yeah. Okay. Nice sport coat, you know, you know, it can be business casual, you know, <laughs> you know or, you know, yeah. nice clean, pickup. but I'm like, where's the rest of it? This cast, hey. This is it. This is it. <laughs> I, I said, no, 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 no. Like, so you went to your conference today, right? Yeah, yeah. It was an important conference, right? Yeah. A lot of, you know, very important people around the globe. You know, they're powerful people. Man, we talked about it last. We talked about it. COP28. Yeah. The one we talked about the last episode. Yeah. Big time conference. Very powerful people there. Yeah. Making some important decisions for our future. For future. And the young 21-year-olds there having yeah. a hand in it. Yeah. And, um... So I'm like, okay, so slacks, you know, maybe you took them off, you know, so you can be a little more comfortable right. setting up the podcast. But nah, this is it. Yeah. What you mean this is it? This is what I wore today with the sport coat. And let me just say that the pants and the shoes do not do the sport coat any justice. Listen, and I'm, I'm going to break it down for y'all, right? Got some Adidas NMDs. You know, you know, those not the shell toes. <laughs> and the pants we got, we got like um Aeropostal Abercrombie and Fitch type like 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 five pocket chinos right. with a little, you know, a little dust so, ball. See, I don't I don't worry so much about the name. No, I, I need I need people to know right, it's a visual. Right, right but I'm just it's saying super casual. Right, but I'm saying, but just the look of it. Yeah. What kind of Adidas were those you said? The NMDs. Those like the track shoes. Okay. But let's talk about the condition of those shoes. <laughs> they've been they've they've been through hell and back. 
Those are some run me overs right yeah, there. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Those might have been the ones he had on when he got hit. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Those got ran over. Hey, you know what I'm saying? There's probably tread marks on the left one right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, well, not to say you know what you had. Huh? It wasn't bad, but was it appropriate for the type of event you were in? Yeah, but but King, his counter was I received a lot of compliments today. Yeah. But there's a lot of other guys walking around yeah. like that. But, so there's two questions we have. Those people that were complimenting you, were there people your age group? Mm. Okay, so all of y'all in the same boat, right? All of y'all lost. Yeah, and they might have been playing. You know <laughs> yeah, you got to understand there's some sarcasm sometimes with the compliments. But, you know, polo sometimes, under a sport coat. Mm. Okay, I don't, but, I, don't, I don't like it. But not for this type of meeting. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And then if it is a polo that you're wearing with a sport coat for this type of event, it's got to be crisp. Yeah. The collar's got to be sharp and everything. You and know it can't be peach. Yeah. It, it can't be peach. That's it, what? That ain't what? white. That ain't white, man. <laughs> what? That's peach. That ain't white, man. That ain't, that ain't white. Hey, man. <laughs> and just for you guys to know, we're not him. bullying him. This is some love that he gives him tough love because he decided to wear it out. And so we about to educate on, him next. Nah, we about to educate nah, him nah, we get, No, no, <laughs> no, we bullying you. This is for your own better, you know, betterment. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Gray sport coat, right? Yeah. What color are those pants? Dark blue. Dark blue they, they, no, no, they, they peach color polo and black shoes, right? With red and black on the, um, on the red and blue on the, on the sole. Man, you all over the place. Yeah. And he don't have no belt on. What? No belt. I know the pants so tight you don't need a belt, but come <laughs> on, man. Like <laughs> what? What 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 you carrying around your and you got a briefcase? What do you but you have a briefcase? You have one? For real? Uh-huh. You have three briefcases. So no, what you you just came from the conference though, right? Yeah, What bag did you use? Let me see the bag. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh. Talk that toss me the back. You ain't getting on camera, but toss me the Hold back. Hold on, man. <clears throat> right. This is this is with the sports coat. That's the is Hold this, on, man. No. Hey, hey, is this is this is this New York City landscape? <laughs> that's the that's the bag you took for the for conference today. Oh, okay, okay. Because so you walked I around. saw I saw a similar bag like that at camp yesterday. With the seven-year-old? With the age five to sevens, somebody left that bag. So, okay. so the leaders of the free world <laughs> are walking around with a backpack with a New York City landscape <laughs> on it. From, who says East Pack? Yeah, that's East Pack. East, East Pack. You know, that's boy, that's made in the USA though, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he bought. Oh, I was just playing. That really was in New York. So look, look, Snipes. Oh man, I didn't. I didn't oh. think. I didn't think we was gonna have to get into the suit conversation with him this soon. Oh man, yeah. I've. I've. So I had the suit conversation in the breakdown early, right? <clears throat> so in high school, um, Coach Thomas and Coach King, Coach Thomas, he's been. He was on our podcast season three. Last year, you know, assistant uh, associate head coach at um, Georgetown. He came through and he just rewrote history for us. And so every away game, we used to have to wear a blazer with tie 
in slacks in a white shirt or a blue shirt. This is 10th grade, right? 10th grade until I graduated. And so I had a got I got a real early lesson on learning to tie a tie and learning how to make it stretch with one blazer. And you know, I had like four or five different pants, well, three different pants. It was always black, khaki, and a navy blue. And maybe a gray, but we were getting our pants from uh from Marshalls. Right. And then the Marshalls, TJ Maxx, that's like brands for less. Yeah. So yes. you know what I'm saying? And so that's what you do when you first get started. You learn how to tie the tie, you put it together. And thank God for that, because when it was time for me to get suited and booted for real, I think I bought my first suit from Men's Warehouse. Mm-hmm. They had a little uh, sale. I, I forgot what I was doing, but I was going to an interview for something or I was going to an awards or something like that. But I was suited, suited and booted. And then after college, I bought my first two real big dog suits. It was a Calvin Klein and something else. But it always learned, right? I was always taught to buy a gray suit and a navy blue suit to start off with, right? You get versatile. a black, yeah, it's versatile, and you can split in between those with any different type of stuff, right? You see this famous clip going around with uh, Steve Harvey talking about you get five, you get the brown one, you get a blue one, you get a black, you get a gray, and you get something else. I ain't even gonna go that far because everybody can't do a brown suit. I think when you go that far, you gotta have a little bit of dough because that's when you gotta switch up the shoes and all those other different things too. But you start, Snipes, you gonna start, because I'm gonna take you suit shopping. I'm, I'm gonna take you with you, take go with you so you make sure you get your right measurements too, because it stopped a little too short on the wrist. But we're going navy and we're going gray. And King, what else we gotta get him with, with right on there after we get him into the right suits? We gotta get him with shirt and tie, man. Yeah. Like we, you know, we gotta throw those polos away. Yeah, yeah. After you make your first million or two, then you can wear your polos whenever yeah. you want. You can go Zuckerberg and, and Balmer and all that. But but that's the key though. You think you sometimes you look at people, you think they got seven, eight different suits. No. Yeah. What Drake say? Combination. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got about five different shirts and I got different ties. Yep. Now you just got to make sure that you you ain't playing you if you can't coach in them so where you sweating in the linen oh, then that's yeah, a little bit yeah, different yeah. then you got to you got to get them different but what you doing you can wear those pants and just stretch them out over there and now the next thing I'm going to talk to you about is the belts you got to get two good belts you got to get a good brown one and you got to get a good black one the brown one you get it got to be the same color brown that you're going to have as your shoes yep Black one, you know, it's the black one. You mix it up there, right? And now Coach King will get you into the the sports coach action <laughs> because that's when you can really stretch it out. Yes, yeah. That's you know good. what I'm saying? That's for the stuff for the meetings. Yeah. And for after five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the sports the, coat ain't yeah. the same as the suit. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But you can work, make it versatile. But we're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. And it's funny because I don't have any of my suits right now. I donated them. And I think I think King, you could probably tell them the story about how our suits changed <laughs> the 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 flight of the company. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, as we were telling Snipes earlier, that once I accepted the position, we still needed to fill the second coach slot, of course. And so, I had already interviewed two other candidates that I didn't know. Um, one was in Florida and one was in um, New York, um, three actually. And, you know, those were the top candidates based on the ownership of Hoop Mountain. Mm-hmm. But 
I knew that Coach Ryan was the guy I needed to go to war with. And so not only did, did the suits help save us, but just the effort, you know, and the foresight of what we needed to do, which is not have Coach Ryan do a Zoom meeting, which, would, you know, people were doing back then. Mm-hmm. Um, we physically made sure he was present to do the interview in person. And we weren't, of course, with him being in there in person, getting a chance to express himself and go over his resume and things like that and answer questions, he's going to knock people's socks off. But presentation is everything. Mm-hmm. And so when Coach Ryan walked through the door, he suited and booted at six foot six, articulate, you know, with a resume to back it up, education to back it up. It didn't just knock, it didn't just knock on the door. It kicked the door down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it and it gave me the 100 percent support to hire him as the second coach. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't happen, there would not be a hoop mountain in Dubai today. Yeah. And there so wouldn't be. It's, this is this is the thing. Let's paint we're gonna paint another picture for you guys, right? It's better to be overdressed than underdressed. Yeah. Cause when coach talking about we were suited and booted, we were suited and booted in the Panera bread around the regular round table with breadcrumbs and, fr- and bags of chips <laughs> sitting around on the floor. Yeah, bowls of soup. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Panera bread, Panera bread is like a caribou coffee type cafe, but with sandwiches and all these type of different things, right? Wish I had one here cause I missed the broccoli cheddar soup. But mm, uh, man, they don't know. You oof. put it in a bread bowl too, oof. Panera, if you need the franchise come out yes, sir. For sure. but the one thing that i'll say about this is that when you get this suit stuff done as you get older snipes and then uncle Roe put me on it is and then coach thomas used to talk to us about this all the time is as a man you just never know when you need a suit yep you just never know like literally when coach called me i had been going on interviews up and down the east coast and doing things for about six months anyway so i was suited and booted already and then before I was in um, Nordstrom's and I was selling women's shoes and I was wearing a suit. And because I was wearing a suit, I was selling the most in the department from all the men, right? But when, I, when coach called me and said, we gotta go do this thing. First thing I said, I said, do you need me suited? He was like, yeah, make sure you got the suit. But in, and I had it, right? Sometimes people gotta scramble and find a way to get there, but <laughs> you gotta yeah. dust them off. You gotta dust them all, right? And right now I don't have my suit because when we got here, I just started to downsize because where we was at in uh, it's JBC. a different climate here anyway, yeah. so you gotta yeah. get different materials. Change it. And so I gave my suit away. I donated it to some people and my shoes and stuff. But I'm about to get back in action because it's almost time again. So if we had a whole crew, I would I would take it and we would film taking you to get this. Because mm, that would be, be sweet. Yeah, because we would have to show because you'd have to get sizing. Like it's 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 a thing. It's a thing. And it feels good, man. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. You know, when you said that um uh, Coach Roland, uh Coach Thomas mentioned that you should have a suit because you never know what's gonna happen. This is the one thing a man always need you always need a suit, one for an interview. Yeah. And definitely for moments in life that are unfortunate, such as yeah. funerals, yeah. gotta have that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Gotta have that, you know? And then if, of course, we all know, if you are, if you are African-American in the U.S. and you're Court. in a fa- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, that's a good one. You, you, are, you have a family where there's a lot of 
uh, church members. Oh man! Listen, you need a suit for Easter Sunday. Hey, but but don't but, play. But don't <laughs> don't get an Easter Sunday suit though. <laughs> having a church that's a, that's a different energy right there. You ain't we ain't, we ain't gonna put you there. And you are a, a Christian too, so okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, well, yeah. On, but on. you can, but you guys can have your traditional wear too, though, right? Yes. Yeah, so that could be a little bit different. Yeah, they do their things. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. Well, we'll, we'll we're gonna get you right, but yeah. But for our young bucks, though, like for our young bucks that are listening, like that's probably something we can get into a little bit later as the company grows and things. But those things are important for us because some people don't have the male figures around to help them maneuver through that space. And for me, I had to be taught those things. And so being able to tie my tie in 10th grade and know how to go through that. and You don't understand, that's big time. Big, I was a lot of people that I knew that was doing clip-ons when they were about 20, 21. And like I was being able to get it. And so um, that's something that you also gotta do. And you know, there's a, there's a fine line between like, you know, they're the faking it before you make it, but you got to walk the part so that you know you belong and people around you know that you feel like you belong, yeah. right? And so sometimes you may not be in a certain space because you don't have the time. Maybe you don't have the money that some of the people have or the success, but you know you're going in that direction. And so you got to let people know what time it is when you walk in the door. Yeah. You got to let them know that, I'm I'm not here yet, but I'm hungry and I'm coming for your spot. And I want you to know is that this is what you're getting right now. Right. Just wait until what wait until you see what happens when I'm really all the way there. And so Snipes, we're gonna get you right, man. We're gonna get you right. And just to let you know, those things like the suits and those type of things, that also changes your caliber of women too, man. That changes the type of Just women I want to Yeah. <laughs> he said, I've been waiting for you to say that. Yeah. You see, he got different haircuts since yeah. he got here too, right? You notice? Yeah. You get a good haircut, you look like your skin clear up. <laughs> you might got to talk to him off camera about what type of razor he's oh, using. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Leslie Snipes. So let's let's get into some some interesting stuff that we've seen around the way. So one of the things that we just seen, and I think um, – King, this was, this is gonna be something that remember I told you I think you'll be when, when we get right you're gonna have a retirement home or one of your main homes in Abu Dhabi. I, I really think that's gonna be the case, right? And so we talked about Abu Dhabi's airport before, and yeah. you know we talked about Abu Dhabi has more water surrounding it just naturally, and so that's your that's your thing. And so now the UAE is opening their first brewery. And it's going to be on uh, which island is that? It's like it's like um, Merriam Island or something like that. And so the brewery was previously conducted in the U.S. And you know we got a bunch of them out there, um, but now it's getting the licensing to actively brew alcohol. Um, hey, it's coming. Yes, oof, that's gonna be it's, lovely. It's coming. And I was just at Soul DXB where they had a beer garden and then they had a Patron. You know, we don't partake, but. As an adult, and I know what beer gardens look like in the states, and I mean you, you know, messy. Yeah, it ain't gonna look like that here. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be views. It's gonna be great food, great service. Like, what you what's your how you feeling about that? What is that? Because I, I you, listen, 
just because it's a, a brewery in there's nice breweries in the states that I go to, but just being in the UAE, I already know it's high level. Yeah. But I listen. I don't expect anything less in the UAE. Everything here is high level, so I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna visit. Yeah. Multiple times. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. So, um, you guys enjoy that, but I wanted to um, we're gonna switch gears from what we normally do a little bit because I felt like this story was um, was was too much to ignore, and so um, Tyler Perry. Um, one of our in our African American community, in black and brown community. Period. This is a this is a legend. This is a pioneer. This is a trendsetter. This is um, a change agent. This is a guy who has done a lot for a lot of people. Yep. And still does. And um, so he's finally come out with a documentary called Maxine's Baby: The Tyler Perry Story. Um, I saw it featured on Amazon Prime Video, and I am right here. Right now, telling everybody that you need to go see it. You need to watch it. However you can watch it, you need to go watch it. Um, you know, Tyler Perry is a man that receives a lot of flack or has received a lot of flack, especially as his success has grown about the type of um, content that he's delivered, um, the image that he portrays and, and sells. But... What I really was appreciative of is the story we got to see of the man, of how his childhood, one that was, his childhood was extremely traumatic. I'm talking about one of those where if you look at, you listen, when you hear, you like, how does anybody make it out of there in one piece at all? Right. And then obviously you start to hear when you hear him talk about how he's not in there, but he's super forgiving. Um, a lot of abuse from what was believed to be his father from young and then takes on the journey to be the Tyler Perry that we see today. Mm -hmm. And so King, I remember, I remember how it was and how we ran into Tyler Perry at home. Mom came home and you know, you know, they were selling DVDs on a train <laughs> in the barbershop and at work, somebody had to plug to get the DVDs and it's for the church plays. Okay. And so Tyler Perry's plays always had the gospel singers in there that was going crazy, but it was big on what people would call like the Chitlin circuit before <laughs> theaters and arts. And so I remember watching um, Diary of a Mad Back Woman and All I Can Do Bad all by myself and being introduced to the Medea um, story. And it was on a DVD that was going around all of black America and to see where, and that was in like 99. <laughs> and to see, and, and then from then on had all of us in the show code. Um, but what about you, right? Because you're older, you're older man, you know, he's not that much older than you. Um, what about when you were introduced to Tyler Perry? Medea. Yeah. Medea, you know. Just was it in the movies or was it the place? Um, no, I didn't see the plays until after I saw the DVD. Mm, okay. And that's when I got a chance to see them. And then you realize, like, of course, when you see the DVDs, it's, it's you know, it's jokes. It's fun. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, there's always, there's always some serious drama in there, of course. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. the jokes make you overcome the, tra you know, the traumatic experiences that, you know, you're, you're watching in, you know, in the movie or whatever. And, um. 
But, you know, the plays, man, that's when you get to see, like, this is really a craft. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that somebody with a lot of money just just put together and, you know, put out there for the masses to see and be entertained. Um, them on stage, man, is a craft. Man. Like, that's, they put on some, I've seen some hell of a performances with them and um, I was thoroughly impressed. You know, and then you start to watch some of the other things that um, Tyler Perry's been doing and you know that it was just only a matter of time when he really got everything in order where he could start taking on Hollywood a little bit more. Yeah. And now he's a, he's, oof, Man, he's a and problem. It, and I want to, because I'm going to start, I'm going to read off something because I want people who aren't familiar to go back and look at this story and then get to learn because when Tyler Perry started to grow, people started to give, give him flack about the way they believed he was portraying black communities and black yep. culture. A lot of people were talking about, black people especially were talking about how he was showing one side of the story and how it was detrimental to our community and all these other things. He's a man in a wig, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, originally he wasn't supposed to be the one to be in that dress. Mm -hmm. He had a woman to be there, but she didn't show up on that day. <laughs> and so this he is- He improvised. He had no choice, because when you read the story, he was homeless. Right. He was putting all that he had into these plays, and then he wrote them, he directed them, he did everything. Everything is owned by Tyler Perry. So you think about it, you've been putting your whole life into this, and now this is a story based on your your mom, and you're saying, hey, I'm nobody's going to be here to do it. I got to do the show. It's at three. Yeah. And well, nobody knows it better than you. Nobody knows it better than you, so I got to tap into this, and so now it's this, and now... It's so good, I can't let it go. Right. Like, boom. And he is portraying a very, very prevalent side of, <laughs> of our life. Like, it's not like he's making anything up. So this is Tyler Perry, right? The mastermind between behind 24 feature films, 20 stage plays, 17 television shows, and two New York Times best-selling um, books, right? He's built an empire. He's built his own Tyler Perry Studios Homes. Now, he bought the plot from a Confederate flag, from a Confederate Army general, right? He owns, I, f I forget how many acres it is. Check out how many acres it is. But he pretty much has his own Hollywood. He does right. any and everything on his own land that he bought in Atlanta, yep. right? Old studio, yep. Nobody else has done that. And so, obviously, he is a billionaire now. And huh? so he bought 330 acres. And it made that at Tyler Perry Studios. And on those, and on that studio land, he has highlighted Cicely Tyson, Whoopi Goldberg, Spike Lee, Ossie Davis, like all of those greats. Each one of them have a stage named after them. Yeah. And then all those people that were black and lost without a job, he's giving them jobs again. Right. And you know, a guy like Spike Lee was, you know, he NYU graduate, you know, you know, Spike has one of the most um definitive filming styles. You know how when Spike, when Spike does his his solo shoots yep. and it's like the camera's moving away but it's also coming forward? Yep. You know, he created that, right? And so, you know, he's an artistic guy. And so he was one that was really critical of him now. But you see now that he's getting the flowers and he's getting them from, from, uh, from Tyler Perry. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, this is a kid who used to get beat by what he thought was his dad. He would hide underneath the house in New Orleans Right, like his, it was unreal. And to come, I think thirty years later, to find out that the man was beating him because he found out that he wasn't actually his child. 
Like it was, it's a crazy story, crazy story. Odds are unreal. But when I was telling you this story, OG, you said something interesting to me. You started to talk about how our younger generation really doesn't understand the full story about people. And Tyler Perry is one of those guys where everybody was talking, but not really understanding the full story about something. This is a man who, he, everything that he put out King, he funded. Right. Everything he put out, he funded. He owned a hundred percent of that. What? Right. What? Not many people are bold enough to do that. Man. You know, the old saying is, you want to invest in something, use other people's money. Yeah, OPM. OPM. But when I was telling you about this, because I saw it spark a, spark a nerve, and you're like, oh, this is exactly why I tell you about the older guys. Right. right? And what, what were you getting at with that? We, we I think, in particular, we we started, we brought up Stephen A. Smith first. Yeah. Because, you know, he's he's a media figure, and um, I mean, he's he's in our face, in our ears, every single day, multiple times. Because he is ESPN, mm-hmm. he he is, you know, and um, so many people say that he's a industry puppet <laughs> because there may be something that he says that they don't agree with, or maybe he doesn't say something at all, and people are in an uproar about that. And so, you know, I say that like no one knows exactly what someone like a Stephen A. Smith or Tyler Perry has gone through to get where they are. So who are we to, who are we to judge everything that they do with the fine tooth comb? That doesn't make sense because, you know, there's other, there's other things at play here, you know, whether it be their personal opinion or maybe there's, you know, constraints considering their, their job, you know, their, you know, their livelihood. So I just immediately thought of him, man, because he takes, he takes a beating from people. He doesn't back down. Yeah. You know, he's unapologetically who he is. And he has done more for people just starting out. No matter what race you are, people just starting out in his field, you know, in journalism, than a lot of people that are commenting has ever done in their life. Yeah. You know, and that that's where Tyler Perry is. And you mentioned how Spike Lee and some other people um had negative had a negative perception of Tyler Perry. <clears throat> You don't know what he was doing behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing. We, you know, we got to start giving people the benefit of the doubt until we find out otherwise. Yeah, you know, and that is somewhat like Jay Z. When Jay Z signed to work on with the NFL, yeah. everybody called him a sellout. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't waver. Yeah, he's he's doing bigger things than we expected. Yeah, and and including us, including yeah. the people that got him there. And yes, so that's always, you know that. That that road to to the top is less traveled, yep. right? There aren't many people that can get on this and take these speed bumps, these these potholes, and you know these different traffic jams. They can't. A lot of people that's not gonna withstand that energy, man. It's tough. It's tough, and it's not meant for everybody because to do what Tyler Perry has done, to do what Oprah has done, and regardless of what anybody may feel about them now that they are considered the elite, you have to get there. Right. <laughs> like when you what you do when you get there, whatever, but you had to get there. It's hard. And it's even harder to remain there. Right. It's even harder. And it's even harder to remain there and keep your integrity, right? Right. I mean, look at look at look at Combs, right? Like it comes down to it comes down to 
who can be consistent in the way that they approach and their character on top of working and just getting there. And so sometimes it sucks because some people like Tyler Perry, you get to this space because so much damage was done to you early. And so you just hone in on something and become obsessive with something that and, and luckily this, for you, it ain't your, you it ain't your damn job to explain everything you do to everybody. Yeah, Everybody didn't help you get to where you are. Mm -hmm. Those that did, they don't say anything. Facts. They facts. understand. Facts, facts. And, and in, the, in the documentary, you got a couple people who said that. But like I said, King, when you, if you get a chance to check well, it I'm out. I'm definitely gonna check it out. It's going, we, you know, we coming up on break soon, so I got time. Yeah, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be one you could be like, like, damn, like, he just held it down. He held it down. This is a story that anybody that's trying to build something can just understand. Like, if you really know in your heart that this is the right thing to do and you're doing what you're supposed to do to yep. get there, you just got to keep pushing and believe. And so, you know, on the flip side of that, right, you know, we we talked about last uh, episode, I ended it saying that um, nothing that you are given is given without giving something in return, right? right? Nothing, you don't get anything without giving up something. So sometimes that's something, $700 million. That's a whole lot of <laughs> Sometimes that's something, it's $700 million. And I am not familiar with this guy's game and I'm sorry for not being. Me either. Man, and so Shohei Otani, signed a $700 million deal for 10 years with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And so it's a historic contract um, because he was going to see, I guess it's uh, 68, he's going to see $2 million a year. Mm -hmm. And so out of his $70 million salary per year, he's only going to receive $2 million of it and he's going to defer his $68 million. And so that's no, no, going six hundred eighty. Well, yeah, six hundred eighty total. Total sixty eight per year, year, right? And so what that does is it significantly lowers the team's pack payroll and potential tax burden. And so what does that do? That opens up room to sign more people, continue to bolster the roster, and it's a new structure though. Right, because you don't see anybody saying that. Hey, I only want three percent of my earnings. I'll take the other ninety-seven percent in eight years. I think he's saying um, between two thousand thirty-four and forty-three, he'll be paid the bulk of his money that he's deferring right now. <laughs> right, um, and so the deferral was his idea, and so he was. They say he was mainly motivated by the thought of helping the Dodgers sign other players and made it easier so that basically he's he's putting together, I want to win. I want to win. And what makes it easier to do that? When you're getting $45 million annually off the field and endorsements. Yep. And so, you know, King, we, we talk about contracts every now and then. The last time we talked about one significantly was Patrick Mahomes, because I think he got 500 mil. Yep. And you talked about, he's like, mm, I don't know if I would have done that because you need to make sure you got an offensive line and everything else <laughs> and all that other good stuff. And right now you look, the Kansas City Chiefs are struggling. Mm -hmm. They don't have the same dynamic. And in fact, Mahomes is frustrated. Right. Right. I think he visibly got upset with somebody on the sideline recently, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you see this, because this is basically what you said, what you've been saying, prioritize your money, prioritize winning, you get your money regardless. Yeah, if you're a great player, we all know, you go, in today's, 
sports world, you're going to get your money. Mm -hmm. No question. That's just, it's just, you know, long gone are the days where you can get a guy like uh, Magic Johnson and pay him, you know, far less than, you know, what his true market value is. That mm -hmm. Those days are gone. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you're going to be rich no matter what. But what do you want your legacy to be? Right. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to have the legacy where you're the greatest player of all time? Maybe, maybe not. But you want to give yourself the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And how do you give yourself the opportunity? You become a winner. And, and whether you're one of the greatest players in your sport or not, you still want to win. Yeah. Everybody want, Everybody's playing to win a championship. Mm -hmm. Or you should be playing to win a championship, rather. So, hey, man, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Slim, deferring $68 million a year. What what a luxury that is! That's crazy. That's insane, insane. And so rarely do you see that though. But do you think it works out in his favor for the team? We'll see. We'll see what management does. Now uh, that's now my they can go and completely screw it up. Yeah, that's my next question because I'm not familiar with baseball, right? And for those of you that don't know, baseball money is the real money. <laughs> since I've been alive, 31 years. And as long as I've been alive, baseball has always been the highest paid players in all of sports. At least that they might still be number two to uh, football and internationally, but I think they might be highest in annual. So they've been getting this type of money since forever. I think the NBA is up there with them now. The NBA is the NBA is creeping up yeah, because it's creeping up because the TV deals are getting there. Because um, you know, the one thing with the you know baseball. It's double the games. It's 160 yeah. games, something like that. You know. It's 700 million. Yeah. Oof. Man, man, man. And so now when I look at this, does this put more pressure on ownerships now? Because if somebody does take these type of deals more often, is that now switching gears and putting more pressure on management, not ownership, management? Because the owner is probably like, hey, and this is a risk because – you are still a player, right? And I mean, your commodity, like, there could be another you, right? It's a risk. And How's so, it a risk for him? I mean, if I don't, is any of this guaranteed? guaranteed. I don't know. Well, they don't do what they got to do. It's guaranteed, guaranteed regardless. Yeah, it's baseball. Damn. Yeah. Football, you know, NFL. So, so it's, it's, it's basically just a good gesture, huh? Yeah. It's a great it's, gesture. You know, now it puts more pressure on management to get the job done. Mm -hmm. But overall, if it doesn't work, it was his idea. Yeah. So that, you know, so you don't know how, you don't know how they're really gonna go about things. Now they would be smart, like, yo, we just got gifted. Man. We just got give. We got to make this work. Man. But now, if management comes to you and says this is what we want to do, and then they don't get the job, then now, then that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. You know. Making more power. But that's the that's the team that Magic Johnson owns. Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, so yeah, 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 they straight. Yeah, and I believe they just won. They they had, they aren't too far removed from winning the World Series too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But you know, we don't have any baseball guys over here, so I can't tell you. You yeah. gonna look it up? Are you gonna look it up? Yeah, he's looking, making faces. And, shit, right? <laughs> and so, what we'll get right into it with, with somebody we haven't talked about in a little while. Prime time, you know, it's just been reported that Colorado home games, and they only played what eight, six home games, right? Mm hmm. Maybe they, they played. Were, they played twelve. They games. were four and eight. Yeah, yeah. Six home games in six home games. Colorado's home games boosted the local economy by one hundred and thirteen point two million dollars. 
crazy. An estimated 72 million was the was direct economic impact from visitors, organizers, media, and sponsors on things like lodging, transportation, retail, food, and beverage. Mm. King, what? What what they got to say, King? And look up how much he brought to Jackson too. What they got to say now, King? I mean, there's nothing to say, man. And and what did uh, I may not be Again. all the way up, but what what he got coming in? He's already um he's already got two of the top linemen coming in. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you know, that's one of their weaknesses. Yeah. I think matter of fact, I just seen that he got six in total. Mm-hmm. He got six transfers. Yeah. And then he's got um uh got a couple of receivers coming in that are dogs. I mean, he's you know, he's got a quarterback that's coming in to take it, you know, take his son's place. Mm-hmm. So Oh, he got a dog coming in. Yeah, he, I mean, listen, he lost he lost two, three guys. He replaced them already. And the people saying we lost, he lost them. You don't know. Those guys may have left knowing that he got these guys going. Yeah. We don't know. But, yeah. um, you know, again, who would not want to play for him seeing what they did this year and knowing that they, they, were, they were just a few linemen away? And Colorado coming. You know, Nike might have to get in their own special little pack and everything. Yeah. This, you know, yeah. All you people that think that we jumped off the bandwagon and stuff, no, we still here. Everything for prime. No, is, is no we said it. Yeah. We said he was going. We said his skill players are crazy, but we knew that to win at the, to win in the Power Five conferences, you got to have those big boys up front. Yeah. Because Shadour Sanders, when he has time back there, he's a Heisman candidate. Yeah, yeah. yeah but when he's yeah. fighting for his life, <laughs> every yeah. every down, then you know, of course, you know, it's going to minimize his effectiveness. You put anybody that's a Heisman candidate behind that offensive line this year, mm-hmm. they're not a Heisman candidate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's a, it's a matter of time. Put some respect on it. And hell, they won they won one game the year before. Shit. Put some respect on it. And like you like you <clears> said, they should have they there were a bunch of those games that they could have won too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Um and this $185 million number that you brought me is for what? Is that for Jackson, Mississippi? 185 what? million in adver- advertising opportunities. Listen, man, ain't nothing. For Jackson, Mississippi, that 185 is like, is really like 500 million. Man, ain't nothing, <laughs> ain't nothing you can ever tell me. Ain't nothing you can ever tell me about that man right there. Again, that's, that's a situation, you know, almost like Tyler Perry, Jay Z, you know, somebody's always got to say something. You're not gonna make everybody happy, and and that's another thing is people hate to see somebody that can do every damn thing. Yep, <laughs> ain't too much that prime. I'm sitting here trying to find the video of prime and his music video. I'm trying to find it. Prime was on was it Jimmy? Was it uh, Jimmy yep. Saturday Saturday night Saturday Night Live? Yep. All red, right? I don't I don't remember what color. And but the it, video he's got, he's, he's got a video video of it though. Yeah. You could you can easily find it. Yeah. Listen, man, Deion Sanders, listen, man, the guy was one of the top baseball players and uh, football players at the same time. And track too. Come on, man. Like man. Yeah. What can he do? So let's let's go ahead and get into this. He was uh, NIL before NIL. Let's get into this NBA update, man. Pistons lose 20 straight king, but Monty Williams is encouraged. Yeah, because he got eighty million. <laughs> you know, 
How you think? How do you think they were going to get him to take that job? They had to double it up. That's trust the pot. That's trust the process for the next five years. It's going to be hard to get. It's hard to get major free agents to go there. I know it's Detroit. I know they've been revitalizing downtown and everything. But remember, you've never been to Detroit in December and January and February. It's near them Great Lakes, right? Listen, it's on it. Yeah, man. Cold. Monty, we ain't, ain't going to say nothing bad about Monty, man. I, I'm keep, not. Just keep working. Keep trying. Keep trying. You know. I'm just saying. You, you, got, you, go, you got some time. But, um, you got, yeah, you got a lot of time. We talked about a job and rent coming back yep. in the last episode. Then, you know, we saw the videos just now of him in court because, uh, you know, testifying against the civil suit of him roughing Young Buck up. Yep. Um, self-defense, right? Self-defense. He said young, <laughs> young Buck threatened him. He pulled up his pants like he's ready to fight, which is a threat, which is a threat. <laughs> Bro, you got to be prepared or you're going to be getting here first. And so interesting time. Job is ready for you to get back on the court. We'll see what Pops do because that's what I'm watching too. Yeah. I'm watching how Pops reacts and if he makes some changes. Um, but what I want to talk about for our basketball segment before we head out of here is uh, Wimbim, Wimbim Yama, Wimby, Wimby, Man, Wimby. get his name right, man. Yeah, yeah, Wimby Yama. How do you say it? Wimby Yama. Wimby Yama, right? Wimby. Wimby. Yeah. Vic, big dog Vic, all right? So we came into this, everybody was saying that he was the, the greatest prospect since sliced bread. He was the one and the only, going to change the league. Everybody needs to be afraid, this, this, and that. The Spurs just lost 17 straight games as of today. We're filming December 12th. They lost 17 straight games, King. King, 17 straight games. Now I know my boy's been hitting me saying that Pop and San Antonio got to do a better job because the kid with the blonde, purple, blue hair, he changes hair every week. I uh, forgot his name, but he playing point guard and he doing a terrible job at it. And they saying they got to get him a point guard. You know, even though I thought, you know, um, Trey, uh, Trey Jones, Tyson Tyus Jones, younger brother from Duke, and Devontae Graham was there doing it by committee, but they said they're not doing a good job. But I don't care. I don't care, King. Like, you remember that team LeBron came in on in, in Cleveland in 03? Yep. You, that, was, that was DeWan Wagner, right? I think it was DeWan Wagner's last year. He might not have played that much. It was a Ricky Davis. It, some talented players, but everything as a whole was dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a traditional um, winner like San Antonio. You know, the power structure in San Antonio has been been solid for many years, and so um, you know, there's structure there. There's an environment where a, a young player can grow. Cleveland. Listen, to to go to Cleveland as an 18-year-old. In 03. In, yeah, in a tough era and get busy and automatically turn them into a winning, you know, a winning organization is incredible. Y'all don't even, most people don't even remember what those jerseys used to look like back then. <laughs> yeah. Like Cleveland had a whole different vibe back then. Yeah. Ricky Davis was throwing the basketball off the backboard on the other side of the court to get his triple-double. <laughs> like, it was different vibes over there. Like, 
and you were you were sitting here saying that this guy was a potentially better recruit, a better scout, a better whatever than LeBron, that man, James. And now we're sitting here at 17 straight losses. And my biggest issue is the fact that he's 7'6". Yeah. So as for people that don't understand why I'm pointing out the height, I'm pointing that out because now you at 7'6", you're mobile, you're agile, you got all these different skill sets. You impact the game like nobody else. Yeah. You're talking about defensively. You're talking about the type of shots you create, what type of energy you can bring to a game. Like, you can change the entire course of the game. Yep. We just talked about what AD did the other day when he decided to be a monster. Yep. And nobody could do anything about it. When Embiid decides to take anybody and everybody to the block and just own the paint. When Joker, who is Joker, decides to do that. When Giannis decides to do that. And now none of them can shoot threes or take the ball and handle like you do off the dribble. So why we can't win two, three games in a row? Why are we losing 17 straight? Yeah, we, we're not even asking for two, three in a row. Just if it's 17 straight or that you've lost, out of that 17, there's got to be a sprinkle of four wins. There's got to be something. You got a total of three. And then you're going to try to tell me he rookie of the year. Watch. No, sir. Not in my eyes. <laughs> How old is um, Wimby? And you played pro. Yeah, you played play professionally. Already. You played pro, which y'all told me was going to be the big difference. That's what they told me. He played pro. Now, Chet Holmgren, on the other hand, Chet Holmgren, every time I'm looking at the game, I'm looking at Chet like Chet is supposed to be here. And he's supposed <laughs> to be here for a long time. Chet is out here cooking. And he's cooking against Warriors. Man, give Wimby some time, man. He's going to be all right. But he's supposed to be better than Bron. Man, and you know, I'm not even LeBron's savior when it comes to that type stuff. But y'all got to relax, man. The the international stars are going to come anyway. We don't have to go fishing. <laughs> They're going to come. But OG, man, that's episode seven. That's episode seven. We got a good hour in here. Um, I'm sure we'll have some, some next episodes going to be even crazier too. But what you got for us to kick it out? Mm, based on... Um seeing what Snipes wore today, based on seeing the clip of John Morant in court, I'm going to say this is for the young guys. Make sure you're always business ready. Always business ready. So you want people to um, not have a negative perception about you. You want people to trust you. You want people to, um, you know, give you the benefit of the doubt. You at least got to look the part. Help yourself because, you know, First impression, you know, always makes a huge difference. And, um, you know, make sure, you know, if you're spending money and things like that on clothing, whatever, make sure you get a couple shirts and ties, sport coat, one suit or whatever. Just as, just as a man, you got to have one of those items. Mm -hmm. You know, sport coat or suit, got to have one of those items just, just because you got to look the part. You know, the one thing that we all – you know, we, we all get frustrated about it. Man, I went in there, said my piece, and I don't think they were really feeling me. Mm. Well, you, you got to, you know what I'm saying, you got to earn everything that you get. And so, you know, one of the things you do, you know, we always talk about looking professional when the time is needed. So business ready, man, business ready. Absolutely. And I'm going to follow it up with... It's something that everybody is saying. 
everybody's saying around the way, people have been saying it within the community, stack them days, right? There's a quote that that uh, that Chris Paul's had out um, telling his his young boy, you just got to keep stacking days. Just, you just keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. And that's the theory of compound interest, right? Where the compound effect is the principle of reaping huge rewards for a series of small, smart choices, mm-hmm. right? And so if if I start working today and I get 1% better today, and then tomorrow I get 2% better, and then the next day I get 3% better, then five, then six, then seven, and I'm stacking those days. So I'm continuously getting better and getting better and getting better. It's like if I add a dollar to savings today, and then tomorrow I add four, and then each day I continue to add an extra dollar to what I'm adding to my space, I look up and I got $100,000, right? But I was just doing small things, small things consistently, consistently, stacking the days, stacking the days, stacking the days, and then I look up and I got $10,000 under my belt. I got I got 60 days straight of doing one good thing and now my whole life done changed. Right. And so stack them days, stack them days, stack them days, stack them days. And so BTG Nation, you know what it is, episode seven, you know where to find us, hoopmountain.ae, Hoop Mountain, DXB, BTT Nation, we're all over the DSPs and YouTube. Stay in, stay locked in with us. As always, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep going. Vance from player and coach to brother to brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk, gotta tune in. You already know, G, this BTG Nation, and you one of the homies. Just tune in. You already know, G, BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.